Hallelujah. It's a blessing to be here this morning. Can we just stay right there, though, for a second? Because there's really like a, a very sweet presence in this place this morning. I really believe God wants to really do something in here on this morning. God, we just thank you. We love you, Father. We honor you, God. We worship you, Father. God, we know you to be a healer. God, we know you to be our provider. Father, we know you to be our comforter. Father, we know you to be our shelter. And God, we thank you. We magnify you on this morning. We say, God, do what, do what you want to do. Move how you want to move, Father. We take all of the limits off. We, we just want to be free in your presence, Father. We want you to have free will to do whatever it is you want to do in this place. God, we remove ourselves out of the equation, Father. God, every spirit of heaviness, every spirit of burden, every spirit of weight that your people may have walked in here with on this morning. Father, we commanded to go back to the pits of hell from which it came. God, we thank you for your freedom on this morning. God, we thank you for ministering to our hearts. Father, we just thank you that our hearts are, 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 are pliable for what you want to do on this morning. That you're able to speak directly to us. God, we love you. We honor you. We don't take your spirit for granted. We don't take your presence being here with us for granted. Father, we won't grieve Holy Spirit with our lives. We won't grieve Holy Spirit with, with, with our worship, Father. It's, it comes from a pure place, a sincere place. And Father, we love you. In your precious son, Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, I am super excited to be here on this morning. Pastor Joplin, thank you. Um, it's an honor to be able to stand stand here and minister. And so thank you, Delivering Word, for having me. It's an honor that, you know, y'all let me come. Just a little old girl from South Memphis. And y'all put a mic in my hand. <laughs> and so uh, it's definitely a blessing to be here. Um, and, you know, what's so powerful about this is that, you know, Dealing with trauma in the church has been something that's been stirring in my heart for probably over a year now. And, you know, because it's something that's really not talked about. It's something that's kind of overshadowed. You know, people often just say, you know, just pray about it. God going to heal. God going to do all these things. And they just expect you to move on, which in essence, part of that is true. Um, but there's more that goes uh, along with that. And that's kind of what I want to deal with this morning. So. Black women, we're going to be able to pull, but our men in here are going to be able to pull as well. Because I think God, I really believe that God wants to make the church whole. I think, you know, that that's what's really missing in the body. It's not that the body of Christ wants to go against the word of God or rebel. It's just a lot of broken people in a lot of high positions and they don't know how to deal with their brokenness. And so that's what we're seeing. So when we see the body not not aligning, not conforming with the word of God, we're seeing a lot of brokenness. We're seeing a lot of hurt. And so, and it starts with us. It starts in an individual basis where we individually start to become whole. Then we'll start seeing the body of Christ as a whole start to become better, start to be in the real representation of, of, of who God called us to be. And so that's kind of what I want to deal with. Um, that's kind of what I want to deal with this morning. And so I don't really have a title. Um, <laughs> for this message um but if i had to put something to it um i guess it i guess it would just be titled where is your anchor where is your anchor and so you i'm gonna talk a little bit more about that towards the end um and so but i want to start here i want to start in romans 5 verse 12 if you all will go there with me 
Romans 5, verse 12. I'm going to start here. Romans 5, verse 12. It says, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, in this way death spread to all men because all sin. And uh, you might be sitting there wondering, like, don't need. How are we going to start there talking about trauma? Because that's where trauma starts. Oh. Trauma starts at sin. So there's been a misconception and the enemy has painted this picture that God causes trauma in our lives. That's inaccurate. Sin causes trauma in our lives because death is a product of sin. Death is doesn't just mean I'm six feet under the ground. Death is a byproduct of sin when things die in your life. So when we seeing people getting abused, when we seeing people getting raped, we we seeing people, you know, grow up and they grew up in situations that were just poor. We seeing all these different things happen to us in our lives. That's not because God said, I want Dominique to be born and I want her to be sexually abused. When she that's not that's not what God said. What happened is sin entered the world through one man, one man, and that was Adam. When Adam disobeyed God, sin came through the bloodline of man. So when sin came through the bloodline of man, the product of sin is death. So the so that's sin and that death going through the bloodline of man causes trauma in our lives because now people are doing things that are not a product of God's word. It's not a product of who God called us to be. It's a product of sin and death. So when we see that three-year-old being molested, we can't say, God, where was you? We need to say, enemy, I bind you. We need to say, Satan, go back to the pits of hell. I command this person to be set free because they have a spirit attached to them that's, that's attached that's attached with sin and death it's not God but a lot of times that Satan has done a masterful job painting a picture in the world that when things go on that when things happen in our lives it's because it was God's will for us it's because God wanted it to be that way it's because God set it up and ordained it to say you're strong enough I give my strongest battle to my soldiers that's fictional that's fictional God did not give that to you God can give you the strength to overcome. God can walk with you through that situation. Holy Spirit was sent back as a helper to help us through these things. But God didn't do that. Stop lying on God. So when you hear folks saying, God put that on you to be strong, stop lying on my God. God didn't get that to me. This is a product of sin and death. And so now I have to endure hardness as a good soldier. And I got Holy Spirit here helping me to endure this thing, to help me walk through this thing, to help Help me overcome this thing but this is not God this is sin this is death so when people are dying when people all all that came from sin and death let's go back let's go back to Genesis let's go back to Genesis where do I want to go in Genesis let's go to Genesis 2 let's go to Genesis 2 because I I really think when the body starts to understand um really who God made them to be when the body really starts to understand uh I'm gonna go to Gen sorry I'm gonna go to Genesis 2 verse 17 when the body really starts to understand that God doesn't do these things then we can actually start living for God more freely because there's a joy 
right? Because some people are so weighed down thinking God is taking them through situations. God is putting this burden on them. God has caused them to go through these things that they don't have a joy serving God because their mind is confused because in one hand they're saying, God, I love you. I truly want to serve you. I truly want to be who you call me to be. But God, I don't understand why you would put this on me. God, I don't understand why you would cause me to go through these things. I don't understand why why this, why that. That's because they're associating what they're going through as it's the will of God for their life. And it's not. It's not. It's a product of sin and death. Now, through that thing, like we talk, like we can look at in Romans 8, 28, all things can be worked for the goodness of those who love the Lord. So God can use that thing to, to build character. God can use that thing to build perseverance. He can use that thing to make you better. But God did not put that on you. So I think when the body starts to understand that, then we can live more freely and know that God is for us. Truly, he's not against us because why would God want his children to hurt why would God want his children to go through to to wake up miserable to have depression to have anxiety that's not God's will but that that's the picture that's been painted so let's go to uh Genesis 2 chapter 17 and we'll see what God said to Adam he said you are free to eat from any uh starting at the, the latter part of 16 he said you are free to eat from any tree of the garden but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil for on the day you eat from it you will certainly die question when Adam ate from the tree did he die physically no he continued to be alive because they, they had children and everything so what type of death happened a spiritual death happened so through that spiritual death that's what we inherited that's and that just goes into a whole salvation message because that's why we need jesus but to talk about the death a byproduct of death is sin so what well, sin causes death so death is the byproduct of sin but we when we see that thing we see it worked out to where all of these things come so let's keep going so we got we in genesis chapter two let's go over to verse uh no, I think we in three now. I'm in three. Yeah, I'm in three. Genesis chap chapter three. Go over to verse 16. And we're gonna start seeing these are just talk. You will see here where God is just talking about one specific thing, but we can see it play out. He said to the woman, I will intensify your labor pains. You will bear children in anguish. You de your desire will be for your husband, yet he will rule over you. He said to Adam, jumping down, he said, The ground is cursed because of you. You will eat from it by means of painful labor all the days of your life. So so all of these things that are happening are a product of the sin that Adam done, that he did. Not because God said, I want this to happen to you, but you see it come after an action. And so what happened, all of these things that, that were said then flows through the bloodline of man. So we're seeing the, the bloodline of man become more and more wicked over time because of the original sin that was done in the Garden of Eden. And so the thing is, that's why we need Jesus more than ever because when we're talking about healing when we're talking about trauma we're talking about overcoming things we have to know that we have to identify the root in sin so when we can look at it and truly say dang god like this wasn't you that caused that thing to happen to me that was a product of sin jesus i need you because i don't want to cause trauma in somebody else's life because of my sin 
So God help me because when we don't, when we have unchecked trauma, when we don't deal with the things that have gone on in our life, we, we tend to replicate in some type of way. We tend to reproduce. It might not be that exact same thing. If you were raped, you might not go around raping people, but you might bad mouth your child. You might, you just like, just like your dad. And now you producing that in that child. Now you producing hatred and you producing trauma. You producing things in an, in somebody else. And so, these are things that are a product of sin. So, so the first part of healing and trauma that, that, that the Lord really had on my heart is identifying the root, understanding where it comes from. Because once we know where it comes from, we are able to deal with it better. Once we know that thing that happened to us, one God, we're able to now stand up boldly in Christ and say, Satan, I see what you're trying to do in my life. God, I see you trying to destroy my destiny. I see you trying to destroy my identity. I see you trying to destroy my confidence and self-worth. But I got Holy Spirit. But God living through me. Because, but we're only able to do that if we can identify the root of the trauma. If we can identify the root of the thing that caused, the, uh, that, caused that to happen to us. And so um, the second thing I want to talk about is placing our anchor as believers. And so... Um, I know Pastor Pastor Joplin said, you know, told me to share my story a little bit, so I'll share it here. So for those of you all who don't know me, so I grew up, uh, had had an amazing family, great grandmother, great aunts, and all of that. <clears throat> but my mom had me when she was fourteen, so you know, a lot of things changed for me and my mom because she had me so young. So my mom had me young at 14. She was a baby. Now my mom is an excellent mom. My mom did everything she could to try to make a life for me. But we have to also understand my mom was a baby. My mom was a child raising a child. So there was a lot of things that didn't go on in the household household like it should so I resulted to going to you know the streets for guidance the streets for direction you know looking for hope elsewhere so age of 12 years old I'm gang involved I'm running the streets I'm not in school I'm drinking Palmer Sun on the corner at the grocery store smoking weed um kicked out of kicked out of school so by the age of what 14 I was kicked out of every Memphis City school well I was kicked out of the entire district they told me you cannot go back to a Memphis City school it is not happening you either gonna graduate from a charter or you gonna go graduate from alternative school or you gonna get your GED because you're not coming back here looking back rightfully so right so <laughs> I would have did the same thing, you know, but, but a lot of that came out of hurting and brokenness. Like the, the, the things that I acted out of were, it, it was just a lot of hurt and broke. Like I, I, I endured some things as a child, you know, um, they were very traumatic, you know, not at the fault to my mom, not at the fault to my family, but at the fault to sin, you know, sin caused things to happen very traumatic to me at a, at a, at an early age. And so because of those things, I was hurt. I was broken. I was hard. Like, could nobody tell me nothing? I hate the world. You hate me too. Let, what's up? You know, and so that was my attitude about everything. That was that. And so um, the enemy had a plan. The enemy wanted to see me either dead in jail or he wanted to see me living an alternative lifestyle. So he brought everything to attack people abusing me sexually, people doing things to me, people, you know, bullying when I was a child, identity issues. So he brought all of these things at a young at a young age because he didn't want to see the plan of God and the purpose fulfilled in my life. Because what we know is that when I was formed in my mama's womb, there was a purpose given 
given to me. And so I'm convinced that the enemy knows that purpose too. And he's saying, I'm not going to let that purpose get fulfilled because if it get fulfilled, I know that there are going to be people that are going to be snatched out of hell because of Dominique's life. There are going to be people that are going to be made whole because of Dominique's life. There are people that are going to be, they're going to have new identity and find themselves in Christ because of Dominique's life. So I can't let this come to pass. So I'm going to send all of these things and all of those things are called trauma. And so, and so one thing I had to learn. And so, um, one thing when I gave my life to Christ, it was through apostle Tony Wade. He wasn't, he wasn't even, but he was, he a pastor then? He wasn't pastor. He had just started his church or something. Well, when I first met him, he was not pastor. He was just the, uh, he was just the executive director of outreach ministry. He used to always meet me. Dominique, you know how much the Lord love you. You know how much love, I mean, I don't want to hear all that. God don't love me. If God loves me, then where my daddy. If God loves me, why he let these things happen? to me if God loved me my mama would you know so all of those things he'd just be like yeah I hear you <laughs> but God still love you though and so and so it was after a while like my, my mama had my little brother at this age um when I was 13 she had my little brother and so now I'm seeing life be formed and now I'm like man I want my little brother to do better than me so now I'm starting to see I'm starting to feel love in a way that I never felt because I'm feeling it for my little brother so now I'm like I think I'm gonna get this Jesus thing a try. I, that's exactly what I said. I remember sitting on my grandmother's porch, and I, I I was actually smoking weed at the time. And I remember saying, "I think I'm gonna get this Jesus thing a try." So I go to the Mam Center the next day, and I, I go to uh, I go to Pastor Wade at the time. I say, "Hey," I said, "Um, I'm gonna try your Jesus out. If he don't work, I ain't ever doing it again." You know, I had to be hard. I had to be tough. Let them know I wasn't playing. If he don't work, I ain't ever going to do this again. But today I'm going to try. I'm going to give him a couple of days and I'm going to try him out. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and so he prayed for me. He ministered to me. And so, and I felt the presence that I've never felt before. I'm like, God, what is this? So I'm in there shaking. I'm in there, you know, you know and I'm trying not to act like I don't feel nothing. He's like, you feel that? No, <laughs> oh, I don't feel nothing. <laughs> you know, I'm over there. You know, it's the next thing you know, I'm on the floor and I get up and I just feel like this peace and I feel this peace of God. And I'm just like, I'm like, God, what, what is this? So now I, I go home and I remember going home that night. And when I, um, and I, and when I get back to the house, I couldn't do nothing but weep. I just wept and I felt every pain that I've ever incurred over my life. Like God was bringing it to the surface. Like we going to deal with this, all the hurt, all the brokenness, all the things that you endure. It's time to deal with it. So I felt it all just welling up. I'm weeping. I'm, I'm, I'm like, Lord, I don't, I don't want, cause I was, I was a suppressor. I would act like wasn't nothing going on. So it, my, my cope, my natural coping mechanism was to be like, forget it. I don't care. No way. That was my natural coping making them so somebody left my life eh cool I ain't really care that much you know if something happened to me somebody died I'm close to eh, you know it's cool that was my coping mechanism so now God is forcing me to deal with everything that I've been through that that's caused so so because if I don't deal with it I won't be able to truly walk in him the way that I'm supposed to so now I'm sitting there I'm just weeping and I'm crying and I remember a specific situation came up or something that happened to me and I remember telling God God I can't forgive that person I was like nah <clears throat> 
I was like, nope, I can't forget him, God. And I remember the peace going away. And I remember, I remember, I, you know, when that happened, the peace went away. I'm just sitting there now. I feel like this knots in my belly. Like I just feel grieved. So I go back to the man center the next day and I'm, I'm talking to him and I'm, you know, I'm telling, I'm telling Pastor Way about what happened. And he's like, yeah, he was like, that's called unforgiveness. He was like, and if you don't deal with that unforgiveness, he was like, you know, that sin. He's like, how God going, how you expect God to forgive you and you can't you can't forgive us and I'm like but you don't know what they did to me you don't know what happened he was like I don't he was like but God do and he was like and you still gotta forgive you gotta deal with that thing in you and I remember like nah nah I can't do it and so when I kept saying I couldn't do it now I'm starting feeling urges to let's smoke again let's do all these things again now I'm feeling angry on the inside again now I'm feeling that thing stir up on the inside of me like I don't care you know like I'm going right back to the person that God just freed me from because I wouldn't allow true deliverance to take place in my life because I wanted to hold on so now I'm at a place and I go back and they end up, they have to cast that devil out. So now I'm in there. I have to go through deliverance, but for that thing, because I've, I've allowed my trauma to open doors to sin. So now it's not just the trauma that I'm dealing with. It's a spirit attached to that thing. And that's a lot of times what we deal with. We don't just, so a lot of times what happen is we have the trauma. And then when people start talking about deliverance in the church, we think they too deep. We like, oh, there they go with that deep stuff. You know, it ain't that deep. I just need to go to counseling. You probably do. But we also have to look at, did you open up doors through your trauma? Because you was hurt, did you start drinking and, and getting involved with sexual sin and doing all these things to cope? If so, you've allowed a spirit to attach yourself to that trauma. So now what you're dealing with is not just the trauma. You're now dealing with a spirit attached to that thing and for the spirit to be dealt with that has to be dealt with in the spiritual realm and that's called deliverance so we could do the natural part of counseling and all these things but we still have to deal with the spiritual element of it so we're talking about trauma is it's, it's multi-layered there are a lot of different parts to it. we got to deal with the spiritual element we got to deal with the natural element we got to deal with your emotions getting you whole in that regard and so but i'm specifically talking about spiritually i had allowed my trauma to open doors for the enemy to have a right a legal right to my life and so because I allowed that to happen I had to get the blood on that thing renounce that thing and now close that door and cast the enemy out so now I can truly deal with just the trauma because if not as long as the spirit is attached to that thing I'd never be able to get to the root because because with the spirit being attached to it it takes you to a level a level you never thought you would go it have you more angry than you thought you would be it have you more depressed it have you more everything because it magnifies and it grows and feeds on that thing that that hurts you and so now it plants seeds in your head this is god and all these things because and, and that's not natural and a lot of times people try to have natural solutions to something that's not natural so a lot of times it's the it's, it's that spirit attached to that trauma that we have to deal with first and so that's what um and so because I had to deal with it I then had to I then had to say okay that thing you know I got 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 the devil cast out so now I gotta walk in freedom so now I gotta deal with okay 
how do I walk in freedom? And so this is the thing where I'm like, where, where I was taught, you got to place your anchor. Really what they told me is you got to be a hoop your Christian. You got to be able to bear up under some stuff. You got to be able to gird your loins. And so what were they talking about? They weren't talking about just saying, just pray and it's going to go away. That's not what they were saying. That's never been the intent when people say that. What they were saying is you got to be able to bear up under and say that God, no matter what, I'm riding, I'm riding this thing out with you and I'm not going to open up a door through my trauma for the enemy to have a legal right to my life. I'm going to endure this thing. I'm going to walk through this thing. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to walk with Holy Spirit and have wisdom and guidance on how to deal with it, but I'm not going to open up a door. I'm not going to use my trauma as an occasion for my flesh. I'm not going to use my trauma to say, I want to turn up the bottle. I'm not going to use my trauma to say, it's time for me to go out and do all of these different things. I'm going I'm to I'm walk in and I'm going to say, God, I need you more than ever. You told Paul, Paul, like Paul said, in my weakness, I, you are made strong. And that's what I need right now. And so yeah. one of the scriptures um, that really helped me during that time was 2 Corinthians. And we can turn there. Chapter 4, verses 8. Verses 8. I think that's where I want to go. Is that where I want to go? Oh, I'm in the wrong one. Yeah. So one of the scriptures that really blessed me and really helped me and continue to help me through this day is second Corinthians chapter four, verse eight through nine. It says we are pressured in every way, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. Now, following that, let's go over to James one. James 1 verse 2 said consider the great joy my brothers when you experience very trials knowing that the testing of your faith producing endurance but endurance must do its complete work so that you may be mature and complete lacking nothing jumping over to verse 12 of of chapter 1 and say a man who endures trial is blessed because when he passes that test he receives the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him what what is what is scripture saying is scripture saying God put these things on you no scripture saying this stuff is gonna happen because there is sin in the world because because this is a fallen world we live in this stuff is gonna happen but what it's saying is that you gotta place your anchor so when these things do happen you gotta say that I'm gonna endure my trials with joy I'm gonna go through these things like my sister said earlier she said I'm co- I'm content I'm good these things are happening to me but I, I got my eye on the Lord and I trust God's hand on my life that's what the scripture is saying saying because they produce something in you they produce produce endurance they produce it produces character it, pro- it produces a uh, life in you so now that you can be able to say god this thing really hurt but i see what it birthed out of me i got a specific example for you 
I, I remember, you know, now I'm, uh, you know, been born again since I was 14, living for God on fire, you know, going, doing youth ministry, doing all of these things. People calling me out. I got good grades. I graduated high school with a 4.44 after college. I go to law school. So people like, oh, Dominique, you're doing so good. Look at, look at what happened. God took you from this and this. And it's, it's, it's just such a story. People want to do interviews. People want to do all of these things. And so I'm, I'm living good. I'm like, God, you're restoring me. God, you got me on track. And so then I graduate uh, law school and all of that. I'm like, yeah, God with me. I failed a bar. Dang. I was like, y'all, that, that probably was the thing that hurt me the most since I've been saved. And I'm going to tell you why. Because of all these expectations that I had on God to do something. I was like, God, you 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 call me here you know now i'm looking at myself in the mirror i'm like god you had you saved me at 14 you had me go to college you had me change my major to and you know to political science and had me go to law school you had me do that so you set me up to go through all of this to be humiliated because everybody know when you fail the bar because your name ain't on the list and it's public so i'm like god you set me up for people to laugh at me? You set me up for people to look at me and be like, Dominique did all of this and she couldn't pass the bar. You set me up for that. I'm like, God, I had faith in you. Like, y'all call myself fasting three days before the test. So I had real expectations. <laughs> like, I, God was going to move for me. And so when I got them results, I'm devastated because I'm like, God, after all, you know, I'm giving my resume now. I'm like, God, out of all the things I've done for you, I've been living for you since my youth. I've been keeping myself since my youth. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't party. I exalt your name. I do all of these things and you're not going to show up for me. I'm like, it, it, it was a sense, and that this is essentially how I felt. I was hurt. So I remember going, going to church. <clears throat> I found out on a Friday. I remember going to church that Sunday. And I remember I was just walking through there and I just felt like a zombie. I just feel like I don't even want to be here. Like, I don't, you know, you hear, you hearing whispers, you hearing what you think people saying that they really ain't saying. And, I, and I'm going through that. And I remember going to my pastor's office, knocking on this door. And this is before service. This man about to get ready to preach. I ain't care. Uh, I, I did. But um, <clears throat> so I knock on this door and I remember I just, I, I just broke down in his office. I just started crying. I was like, God failed me. I was like, God, like, I'm like, I, this was supposed to be an example for people. Like, I was supposed to be able to talk about God's goodness and talk about how he brought me through all of this. And I was passing. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, God failed me. I'm like, I can't. I'm like, I even fasted. I did all that. And I'm telling him this. I'm, you know, I'm wailing and all these things. And he just listening to me. This is the same man that, that, that saw me go through all of this. Same man. <clears throat> and him and his wife, she come in there. They sitting there listening. They let me finish. Them folks looked at me and said, welcome to ministry. <laughs> I said, what? They were like, yeah. They was like, did God tell you you was going to pass your test or something? Did he speak to you and say that? I was like, I thought he did. They was like, 
that's a natural that's like that's a natural circumstance they was like you expecting god to move they was like you created that faith they was like that one god initiated you did that everything that you everything that you worked up about this situation was worked up in your mind it wasn't initiated by god they were like there are many times that we feel like we've given all that we can give and we've done all we can do and we feel like god is going to show up and he don't but then we find out later that what happened was for his divine reasoning and it was like you not in control you not the author and finisher of your faith and he was like why and they, and they got down to the root of that thing why are you so disappointed why are you so sad it's because you got that people pleasing spirit in you it's because you care about what others think it's because you you feel like god embarrassed you why are you embarrassed and then they get to the root of it and i'm like man God, you got to get that stuff out of me. But let's think about it. Had, had that situation not happened, and I'm not saying God made me fail my test, probably just didn't study hard enough. But had that situation not happened, I would have never been able to deal with the root of me of me caring about the thoughts and opinions of people. So now, like like the scripture said, I'm able to I'm able to build endurance. I'm able to build character. I'm a, I'm able to now become more like Christ and say, God, to truly to live is Christ and to die is gain. None of this stuff in this world matters. God, I just truly want to please you. I'm on your timing. Whatever it is you want me to do, however however you want me to do it, I'm on your timing. I had a plan. Clearly, that plan ain't what you thought. So I trust you in your timing. And so now I'm sitting there and I'm going through it huh. and I'm like each time I took the test again I didn't pass again so I'm like God what is this so now it's a di- it's, it's something different that I got to get out of it and so I'm like and so now it's one of those things that now I'm what I'm doing now would have never happened had I passed had I passed the first time and so now it's just how God lines that thing up and it goes right back to Romans 8 verses 28 where it says all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord because but in that in going through these tests in going through these trials the posture of our heart has to be God what is it you're trying to teach me what is it you're trying to get out of me what is it you're trying to put into me because if not we're just going to repeat it we're just going to keep going through the same cycle and we're going to keep going through the same cycle because God is truly trying to work something in us he take our words to heart we be in here singing lord make me new and you know i give you my all and we sing all of these songs and god like okay i got it i i hear you i hear your offerings coming up to me you want me to make you whole these things that are happening in your life i'm gonna use them to truly make you whole and we just got to posture ourselves um, and be in a position to allow God to do that. And so the kind of the last thing I want to uh, I just want to mention before I get ready to wrap up is that um, when I was studying for this, God put it like he described it to me as birth pains. He was like, there's destiny on each side of 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 every of every person i've put purpose and i've put destiny he's like but at some point he was like we have to go through birthing pains because it, it was commanded back in scripture when we see in genesis 2 that your pain your your labor will be painful and when i was thinking about it i'm like that's not just physical that's also spiritual so when we are when we're truly developing and we're truly becoming who God called us to be, there's some birthing pains associated with that. There are some things that we have to endure. But the thing that they constantly tell a woman when she's going through labor, no matter how painful, is to push. 
And that's, and you know, and, and, and that can be, you know, we got all these acronyms praying till something happens. Yeah. But it, it, it's to push. And that push is, it's hard. That pushing, I ain't never had no kids. So y'all, I'm going off what I think. But that pushing is hard. <laughs> That pushing, you know, I, I can only imagine there are times, especially if you got a big head baby, there are times when that baby coming out, you think, I I can't push no more. I, I can't do this. I want to stop. I remember, I remember, um, I remember my one of the pastors at our church, he he had to deliver his baby at home because they didn't make it to the hospital or, or something like that. And he I remember he he ministered and he told his wife, if you don't push, you're gonna kill our baby. Because this baby's gonna suffocate. And she like, I can't push no more. I cannot push no more. She's like, I'm tired, I'm weak, I can't do this, I can't push. And he said, Well, cool, just kill our son then. If that's what you want to do, kill him. And that's and that seems hard. And you see, like, your husband just told you what? But he was speaking, he was speaking life to her, he was speaking facts, like you have to push the destiny out of your womb. You gotta push no matter how hard it is, no matter what you're facing, no matter how tired you are, no matter if you feel like you can't go no more, you gotta keep pushing. So I I, I use that analogy because when the, when the Lord was speaking to me about it, He was like, the body of Christ gotta keep pushing. They gotta keep fighting. They gotta keep going no matter because hell is throwing every arsenal towards the body right now because we coming towards the last days. So hell, so hell, like I want more people right here with me. So I'm gonna throw everything towards the body to get them off track. I'm gonna throw this. I'm gonna throw that. I'm gonna throw this. I'm gonna cause division. I'm gonna cause strife. I'm gonna cause all of these things. I'm gonna cause trauma in the lives of the believers so they more focused on themselves and they hurt than ministering the gospel than bringing people out and so i'm gonna do all of these things against the body because i because i i need people here i need people dying and going to hell so so the message for me is like body of christ we gotta keep pushing no matter what's going on in our life we gotta take those things like when i think about jesus when i think about what he encountered what he endured how he how they were beating him, how they put the thorn on his head, how he, but he was still pushing forward. And like, get yourself down. He like, I'm going to fulfill the will of God for my life. I'm going to do what God called me to do. I can do whatever I want in this situation, but I'm not going to do it. I will endure everything that's being thrown at me because I know the destiny that's going to come out of me pushing. I know the destiny that's going to come out of me getting through this situation and surrendering to the will. When we look at Jesus and we look at his life, what he endured, he doing some of the same things we face Jesus had a real mental challenge when he was in the garden against Simeon that man prayed blood that's some hard praying he was perplexed in his mind he's like God I don't understand he's like you want me to do 